0: Hey sis, welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Now, real quick before we get into the show, did you know that this podcast is a spinoff from a book that I wrote? Yes, Mom Keys to Mental Peace, 12 Tips to Become a Healthy Mom and Raise Healthy Children. In this book, I share my story about how I identified toxic patterns of thinking about life and motherhood I share how God helped me to transform by the renewal of my mind. I didn't want to keep this revelation to myself. So I packaged it in a book to share how you can transform your mindset and lifestyle too. This book is for anyone who desires to break unhealthy generational patterns in their family, want to build healthier and stronger relationships with their children, or for anyone who wants to overcome the battle of negative thoughts in their mind. After reading this book, you will learn how to gain confidence in who you are as a mother, handle unhealthy thinking patterns when they appear in your mind, and position yourself to achieve mom life balance. This book is available wherever books are sold and the link will be in the show notes. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host and sister in Christ, Tarikaya Allen Butler. This is a podcast for millennial moms who struggle with limiting beliefs and want to learn how to make over their mindsets and level up their lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Tap in each week, For the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast, where you will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire God's way. Ready to level up? Let's do it. All right. So welcome back to another podcast episode and welcome to our new listeners who are joining us today. I'm so happy to have you here. So we are going into a series this month of all things organizing and planning. Um, I just recently did a um, five-day challenge with this brand for Impact. Um, and it was just so amazing and brought a lot of clarity to me on what my strengths are and how I can best serve um, the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community and solving a problem, okay? So I did my market research, Um, I've listened to your questions, your feedback on, you know, what are some things that millennial moms are struggling with today? And I found that um, a lot of moms are struggling with how to balance self-care and care for their families um, without feeling overwhelmed, without losing themselves in motherhood, because baby, (laughs) this motherhood life is not for the weak. There's a lot that goes on. So Real quick, before we get into the show, I just want to share that I am hosting a masterclass at the end of this month. Um, It will be on September 24th, and it will be a live virtual class, okay? So this class will teach you how to balance self-care and care for your family without feeling overwhelmed. Um, I will help you to declutter your thoughts and organize your life to achieve total life harmony, okay? Okay. And I will be sharing my mommy management system that I've been using for three years now, okay? And this helps me to balance my family life, my finances each month, my business, as well as self-care, okay? Like I said, I've been applying the system for three months and I've touched base on it on a few episodes where I talk about my calendar and my color coordination. So this master class, I'm going in deep, and giving you like step-by-step on how I do it and how you can plan out um, your month as well. There are resources that will be available starting today up until the masterclass, but there are only limited spaces available, y'all, because I want to be sure that I'm giving quality feedback and customized tips for your planning. Because like I said, we're going to be going step-by-step for your calendar for the month, for what it needs to look like, for what you need to have in place. So there will only be a few seats available. All right. And even though it's called mommy management, aunties are welcome too. Nieces are welcome too. I feel like planning and organizing and making a calendar, all these things are for anybody who's in adulting life, (laughs) right? Um, I just named it, you know, mommy management just for those who have to plan things for like the whole family. We'll talk about how to balance all of that, okay? So the link will be in the show notes to sign up for that. Again, the live class will be held on September 24th, um, but resources are available starting now. I'll be uploading um, templates, things you can download, um, a few podcast episodes that I do for those who are not on social media. Um, They'll be able to access that there. So I'm excited Um, to host this, and I pray that everyone um, who needs it will be able to make it, okay? So today's episode is called Multitasking Versus Multiplying, okay? Now, I first heard of this concept while I was reading a book called She is Uncompromising by my business coach, um, Tatum Tamia, and I'll have that link to her book in the show notes, Um, But in this chapter specifically, she shared how she was studying the Proverbs 31 woman, right? And how she operated and handled life. I even have a past um, episodes on like how we can be more like a Proverbs 31 woman. And she pretty much has everything going together, right? She's got business that she's taking care of, family that she's taking care of, self-care that she's handling. So it will make sense, you know, why she would be studying this particular person in the Bible, right? Um, And she also made a note that a powerful woman is a multiplier versus a multitasker. So I thought that that was interesting. Now, multitasking is the performance of more than one task at the same time. Um, Also, I read the definition is that multitasking is the execution by a computer, of more than one program or task simultaneously. Now, when I read this, this kind of was a red flag to me like, well, sis, I'm not a computer. You're not a computer, right? We are humans. So this makes sense why multitasking isn't really beneficial in our lives. And I'll go deeper into that. Um, It takes more energy than necessary when you're multitasking versus focusing on one thing at a time, right? Now, we can get tricked when it comes to multitasking because it seems like we're being efficient at that surface level because we are accomplishing multiple things in a limited window of time. But the issue comes in with the quality of work that is done. The quality is not the same as it would be if you were focused on one thing. Studies show that heavy multitaskers were less mentally organized. Struggled switching from one task to another and had a tough time differentiating between relevant and irrelevant details. Now, I have spoken to some people who struggle with this. I will say, like, um, being focused and organizing and planning is like my jam. So, the people that I've talked to who struggle with this, they do have a hard time with the details, figuring out what's important to even think about or consider versus what's not important. And I will be addressing all of this in the Mommy Management um, Masterclass as well. So what's the opposite of multitasking here? We're gonna go um, a little bit into multiplying. Multiplying means to increase or cause to increase greatly in number or quantity, to grow, to accumulate, to expand. The root of multiplying is to make sure that everywhere you spend your time and effort you are getting as much of a return as possible with that energy. So pretty much this sounds like you're not wasting your time (laughs) Um, when you're multiplying. You're very intentional with your time. Um, Your time is used wisely. You are not just doing things just for the sake of doing things. Like you are moving and planning and making decisions with intention, which is where we want to be. So I pose the question to you based off those two definitions. Are you multitasking or multiplying? Our lives as mothers and wives look a lot like multitasking, okay? We have to cook dinner and help with homework. We have to do laundry and clean the house. We have to run errands and take care of small children. And if you know anything about running errands with small children, That is definitely a multitasking event which drains every (laughs) ounce of energy and patience that I have in my body, y'all. I I clear it does. And maybe you can relate too. Uh, We also try to spend quality time with our husbands and practice self-care. So this mom-wife life is like, you're being pulled in multiple directions. So it makes sense why you may show up multitasking, okay? You may feel like you're stretching yourself thin doing all the things for everybody. This can cause you to feel overwhelmed, overstimulated and overworked. Now some signs of this is you're irritated, you're snappy, you have a bad attitude, right? I know that um I've shared this before. It seems like that's the the description of a black mom, right? It's just always irritable and upset and irritated. Well, this is probably because she's multitasking and stretching herself thin and now she is overstimulated but doesn't have the language to explain that or the resources to figure out, okay, how can we fix this and renavigate this situation? You have to take control of your day. You cannot let your day take control of you, all right? And what that looks like is you just going on a whim and hoping for the best, <laughs> every day without no type of plan or intentionality. Sis, you're going to be stressed. That's a recipe for stress. All right. This can also start to bring resentment and anger towards motherhood and wifehood. You may feel like everyone should know that you are struggling, right? Because they see you doing all the things and that they should just automatically pitch in. Well, if you've been doing this for a while, you know that is not going to be the case (laughs) unless you open your mouth and like verbally ask for help, which we're going to get into later. Also, you can start to feel like this is the way that things are supposed to be because this is how it's always done. I just recently had a conversation with a friend this weekend and we were talking about like house tasks and you know, sharing them out with people in the family and how most of the times it's like the men don't necessarily do housework, but this is not like, this is not that. This is not back then where the moms usually stayed at home and didn't go to work. So their job was keeping up the home. Now, if that was the case, then baby, you ain't got to touch a thing. Everything will be handled at the house. But the fact that we both go to work, hello, hello. That means that we both can share the low in this house as well as our kids. So that's like a new normal that I think we're having to create as millennials, um, because, of course, back in the day, that was not the case. You know, so having to have those conversations and and just teach that, hey, this is not that (laughs) I need I need more hands on deck to pitch in around this house. Okay, So. Um, pretty much what I want to do on my overall goal is to help you multiply and maximize the call that God has on your life. If he called you to be a wife, if he called you to be a mother, that's not something that you should feel irritated about or stressed about or overwhelmed about. This is a great call or a high call or a blessing in your life. And I'm sure that God wants you to walk in that blessing with joy and with peace and with fullness, okay? So hopefully we can get you to that um, best off this conversation and if you connect with me in the masterclass, okay? I will teach you how to care for yourself and your family without feeling overwhelmed and losing yourself in motherhood. I will teach you how to plan and organize your life using the Mommy Management Monthly Plan System, all right? Now, I share this on my social media um, sometime last week, where I pretty much said, as the woman of the house, you are most likely the house manager by default, nine times out of 10, okay? Um, similar to a CEO. How, you may ask? Well, you most likely keep track of all the bills, the amount and the due date of the bills. You most likely have to plan and prepare daily meals for your family, You have to do the grocery shopping. You have to cook the food and prepare it. um, And you have to make sure that everybody gets, excuse me, where they need to go. You are getting children to school, to daycare. If they have extracurricular um, activities or sports events, you're getting them to practice and to games, to birthday parties, to appointments, to play dates, all the things. Most likely you as the mother are in charge and facilitating all of these things that are going on. Now, how do most CEOs run their business? They don't just wing it and hope for the best. There is a plan in place that they share with everybody on how to best execute and maximize their time and resources that multiplying. As the CEO of your home, you need to have a plan in place and inform the people in your house of this plan so that everybody is on one accord. All right, so I haven't always been misorganized with all my ducks in a row, okay? It has taken some trial and error and times of me feeling overwhelmed and irritated and like, okay, I have to come up with a solution for this. So I you know, wear a lot of hats um, right now. I have a lot of things on my plate. I'm a wife, I'm a mother and an entrepreneur. So I started baking Kaya's cookies about five years ago. And when I first started, I wanted to meet everybody's needs as a new entrepreneur, right? If somebody was inboxing me for an order, I felt like I had to fulfill that order no matter what time it was, no matter how many dozen they wanted, what flavor they wanted. I was going to make it do what it do to be sure that they were able to get that order in my beginning stages. So this included me making multiple flavors for people at the last minute. I was baking multiple days throughout the week. But keep in mind that I still had those daily tasks for my family to do as well as I'm trying to hustle and get ingredients and bake cookies. I started to feel overwhelmed and just felt like it was too much for me to handle. And I even had thoughts of quitting, like, you know, I don't have time to do this. I would like to make extra money doing this, but I'm just not able to do both where I'm baking cookies and taking care of my family. So I felt like the Holy Spirit led me to, you know, study and pay attention to certain businesses in my community. So where I live, we have this, um, like, little restaurant. It's um, all of these businesses are cell phone, I will say. Miss um, Lacey's. So her hours are very strict, okay? If you live here in Sanford, then you know. She's only open from 11 to 2 on Monday, through Thursday. That's it. (laughs) She is not open on the weekends. She is not um, open for long periods of time, only between 11 and 2. But when I tell you that people show up for her, like anytime that you go there in that window, it's packed. The parking lot is packed. The building is packed. People are showing up and coming. Um, Also, there's a restaurant called Ron's Barn here in our um, community and their hours are very limited too, and their days are very limited. But when they are open, the line is out the door. Um, And the last business where we live is Sandra's Bakery, where she makes delicious donuts. Oh my gosh, those are like the best donuts I've ever had. And her hours are limited. She's not open all day. She's not open every day of the week. But when she is open, People are there at like six o'clock in the morning lined up to get some donuts, okay? So this taught me a lesson that limited hours of availability, you know, doesn't mean that you make less money. Limited hours of availability, but these people show up in high quantity when they are open. This is an example of multiplication without multitasking. So I personally decided to scale back and only bake on Wednesdays. So if you follow me on social media, you'll see on Wednesdays, we bake on Wednesdays, we bake I about need to get that on a t-shirt because I have people randomly coming up to me like on Wednesdays, we bake. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, sis. Yes. On Wednesdays, we bake. Get your orders in. The best way to assure your order is a pre-order because I have so many, you know, since I've scaled back to that one day people know like, oh, this is high demand. This is when I need to get it. Or it um, forces people to pre-order. Hey, I don't want to miss out. So let me go ahead and get my order in. So this, um, let me get to my notes. So I'm able to make more now by baking one day a week than when I baked anytime somebody asked me. I was able to put boundaries in my business and I can focus more on my family's needs in the evening instead of trying to bake cookies and cook dinner and help with homework and get people ready for bed like it was just way too much going on. So even deeper than that, I'm going to give a rundown of my week and what it looks like so I don't try to multitask and do everything in one day. I have specific days for specific things. So on Mondays is when I prep cookies and not only am I prepping cookies, I'm up at like 4.30 in the morning doing it because I know in the evening, my whole family will be home and I most likely will be overwhelmed. Somebody else will probably need me to do something at that time. So I have to commit to waking up at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning to prepare my cookies on Monday. On Tuesdays, um, I work out in the mornings because again, anything in the evening time. If I haven't done it in the morning, it's not going to get done. I have learned that (laughs) about myself and my schedule and my family makeup. So I work out first thing Tuesday morning. And then Tuesday, as y'all know, is my podcast day. So on Tuesdays, I do all things podcast. I plan out my notes for the podcast. I upload any information that I need to on YouTube and my podcast platform. Like Everything is focused on the podcast only. All right. Then Wednesdays is when I bake the cookies, promote the cookies and sell. So if you see right here, Monday, all I had to do was prep the cookies. Then I'm done. I'm not thinking about anything else. Yes, I know I have a podcast coming up on Tuesday, but I'm not even thinking podcast stuff until Tuesday gets here. This is that focus that multiplying versus multitasking has. And then like I said, on Tuesday, all right, I'm recording my podcast. I know I got cookies to bake Wednesday, but I'm not focused on that. All I'm going to focus on is my podcast. Okay. Excuse me. So Wednesdays is when I bake, I promote and sell cookies. Then on Thursday, I work out again in the morning. And this is when I post on social media. So I'm one that likes to scroll and look at everybody else and kiki and tap tap. You know, I don't really like to post that much. So. On Thursdays, I'm intentional about posting for my business um, then. So I may do some podcast clips or post a meme or something on my timeline, but that's my focus for Thursday. Fridays, I work out in the morning and then I send out weekly blogs to my email. Um, And this pretty much works out for me because I get to, you know, kind of summarize everything that I've discussed this week for that topic um, in this email and then I also get to share resources or the podcast clips if they missed it. So all of this makes sense to do on Friday. Saturdays is my free day, my chill day. I don't do anything business-wise. I don't do anything um, cookie-wise unless I have like a separate order Then I will, but I'm most likely chilling on Saturdays. I'm not really thinking too much about podcasts or email lists or cookies or anything like that. And then Sunday is when I sit down with my family and we plan a weekly menu. So there's no more of me, you know, getting off work, trying to figure out what we're going to eat in the evening, because that will cause stress (laughs) and anxiety too, sis. Um, So we sit down and we make the decision as a family. Hey, what are we eating on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? And then I'll save it in the notes section of my phone so I know what I need to get from the grocery store. Um, Also on Sunday, we review upcoming events on the calendar for that week. So any practices coming up, any games coming up, any appointments, meetings, things like that, we talk about it as a family, okay? So the overall goal for this strategy is that you don't want to wear all of your hats on the same day. Break your task up by days, have theme days. You don't have to do everything all at once. When you're thinking of the bigger picture all at once of all that you have to do, You're going to start to feel overwhelmed. You're going to start to feel irritated and frustrated and just like, oh, it's just so much for me to do. What's that old saying about um, the elephant? You have to eat the elephant one bite at a time, okay? You have to take on your task in this life one day at a time. All we control is one day at a time, right? (laughs) All we can control is this present time. We can plan ahead you know, and have a, a plan or something in mind but all we can really control is the day that we're in now. So me having that mindset and not trying to multitask and do all things really helps me to have peace. Hence, mom keys of mental peace, baby, (laughs) in my mind and in my lifestyle as I show up. All right. Another way to um, multiply and not multitask is to multiply your gifts. Now this was a point made in the book, She is uncompromising by Tatum Tamiya. and like I said, I'll have that link in the show notes. But um initially, you know, when it came to me being an entrepreneur, I was connected with this business coach who was really big on multiple streams of income, <laughs> right? She had so many business ideas that we could do. I mean, throwing things out here and there. And I was trying to try as many as I could because as an educator, you know, we get paid once a month. So I'm trying to think of other ways that I can earn extra money besides just, you know, the cookies. So I had the idea to start Kaya's Candles. And my initial plan for that was, you know, to do, add something different to earn more money. But when I say I was stretching myself thin because that was a whole nother level of business. I had to do shipping and find boxes, and create a website. And my I was multitasking. My energy and my attention and focus was on multiple things at one time, trying to do the cookies, trying to do the candles, trying to build the coaching business, um, trying to go to work, trying to do family. Like It was just too much, right? So God told me, like I understand that you're interested in candles and this and that, but now is not the season for that. I did not tell you to add that onto your plate. So I decided to quit or put Kai's Candles on the back burner. Now, in this book, um, she is uncompromising. She taught us how to maximize or multiply the gifts that we already had. So one of my gifts is speaking, right? That's one gift that I have. The multiple ways that I can multiply this one gift is by hosting this podcast, which I do every week. I'm also a speech therapy assistant, so I teach children how to speak at my career job. I'm an author. I have a book out, so that's me speaking or my thoughts and words in written form, and I am an aspiring speaker, so I would love to be um, booked and um, asked to speak at public events and things like that, so one gift of speaking, I'm able to multiply different ways without Multitasking and overstretching myself and trying to do all things. Now, Lauren Hill, she just celebrated her 25th year of the Miseducation of Lauren Hill album. Lauren Hill is my girl. I love her. I love that album. But she taught a her principal here about multiplying versus multitasking. So she just celebrated 25 years of that album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. But did you know that that is her only solo album released 25 years ago, y'all? And that is still a classic body of work today in 2023. How is she multiplying that one album that she made 25 years ago? She goes on tour. She earns money from the streams of these songs from that album. And people are sampling from her album. I know Drake, um, he sampled... The uh, care for me, care for me. Y'all don't judge my voice. <laughs> I don't have a single voice. But um, yes, yeah, so she's still able to multiply and earn money from something she did 25 years ago. She went against culture and didn't keep creating more music to satisfy the market. This also makes me think about Rihanna, how everyone's like, when's the next album? And since it's just chilling, <laughs> not multitasking, but multiplying on what she has already put out into the earth, I'm here for it. Um, another example of this is Queen Latifah. If you have not checked out the ladies' first documentary on Netflix, and it pretty much talks about um female rappers in the hip-hop industry, their timeline, what they've contributed to it. But what I really loved about Queen Latifah is she shared how she multiplied her gifts, right? So she started off rapping, then she became an actress, she produces films, she's a cover girl and a model, she has her own makeup line, and she directs and produces movies as well. So from her using her words, her creativity of being able to rhyme and put songs together and music videos and things like that, she multiplied those gifts into other areas of her life and sis is doing her thing out here, still years later, okay, so... Try to think of what is a gift or something that you have um, that you can multiply that you can do more than one thing with okay We don't have to keep adding more things onto our plate. How can you multiply what you already have and what you are and what you're already doing? All right now y'all know I have to throw some Bible in here on what the Bible has to say about multiplying versus multitasking. Well, we first see this address in Genesis chapter one, verse 28. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky and all the animals that scurry along the ground. All right. So what does it mean to be fruitful? It is of a plant or tree or land producing much fruit, fertile. Okay. So think about a fruit tree, right? It's planted and it produces much fruit based on the environment and care of the tree. The tree multiplies the same fruit over and over and over. It doesn't change the type of fruit that it produces, and it doesn't copy the type of fruit that another tree produces. God wants us to multiply what he gave us similar to a tree. Okay. And it says it right there in the text, be fruitful and multiply. And God constantly talks about fruit and multiplication and trees all throughout his words. You constantly see that example given. Um, Also, it says to fill the earth and govern it. And what does it mean to govern, to manage, to supervise or to oversee? All right. Now, that right there lets us know that everything in the earth is not ours, it's God's. We are simply the managers of it. Right. Even going back to what I said about you being the manager for your family, you're just simply stewarding, supervising, overseeing everything that goes on in your family. Right. Now, um, the parable of the three servants goes really deep into what God means in reference to um, multiplying and how we are supposed to manage what he gives us. So I'm just going to read um, verbatim This is Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. And this is the parable of the three servants. All right. Again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last dividing it in its proportion to their abilities. He then left on his trip. The servant who received five bags of silver began to invest the money and earn five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received the one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here it is, your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money into the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then he ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to one, and give it to the one with ten bags of silver, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So, y'all, that was really, really, really deep um, and going into detail about uh, what God wants from us in regards to multiplying. So let's let's break down. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay, it says that this parable is an example of the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus entrusts us to manage the gifts and talents that he left us. He will expect us to give an account on how we multiply those gifts when he returns, okay? Also, the scripture says that he divided it into proportion to their abilities, all right? To their abilities. So to me, this says that what you have right now is what you are able to handle. And Luke 16 and 10 kind of confirms this. If you are faithful with little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Okay. so for those who feel like, you know, I don't have enough to make it work or I'm not able to multiply what I have, pretty much whatever God has given you is to your ability. So he gave um, the first person five talents because he knew their ability. They could handle that. He gave the second person two, two talents or two bags of silver because he knew he could handle that. And then he gave the servant the one bag of silver because he knew that's what he could handle, right? So with the servant that got the five bags, um, it says that he invested it and earned five more. So the lesson from this is that we need to learn how to make our money work for us by investing it. That's what investing means, your money working for you. The servant with two bags, it says that he went to work and earned two more. So the lesson here is that you have to work in order to multiply what you earn. And the servant with the one bag hid his talent in the ground. So if you are lazy, you won't be able to multiply anything. And I think that this servant was discouraged by comparing his bag to what everybody else got. right? But again, like I said, the master gives according to your ability. So the master probably already knew this about the last servant from his past experiences, which is why he only got one bag of silver in the first place. When the master returned, he asked each of them to share how they multiplied the bags. Um, the first servant showed that he earned five more. The master was pleased and gave him more responsibilities. The second servant earned two more. The master was pleased and gave him more responsibilities. But the third servant began to make excuses why he didn't multiply his bag. Um, and he just, you know, thought that it would be a good idea to return the money. You know, I still have it. You know, you can take it back. Here's your money back. But even with that act, um, the master called him wicked and lazy and said that he could have at least put it in the bank to earn interest. The master took his bag away and gave it to the one who earned 10. So the lesson here is that those who use well what they are given, even more will be given and they will have abundance. But those who do nothing, even the little they have will be taken away. He threw the third servant into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So you can take this how you want. Um, I see it in multiple ways, like how i manage my finances, how i manage my family, my business, my career, my body. You know, I feel like all of those things will be, you know, asked about when Jesus comes back for me. And we have to give an account for these things. Our lives are not our own. Our bodies are not our own. We can't take anything with us when we leave. We are simply managers, right? So we need to learn the best way to multiply and make the best out of what he gives us. And even though we're saying we want more, understand that getting more comes with more responsibilities, (laughs) right? We say this all the time. Um, You're single and want to be married. Marriage comes with more responsibilities. You live in an apartment, but want a house. Having a house comes with more responsibilities. So it's not always about leveling up for things to be easier. Are you stewarding the season that you're in now or your small season now? because this will help you to build character and things that you need at the next level, all right? So now I'm gonna share four quick ways to multiply and stop multitasking. The first thing you can do is assign tasks to your family members or outsource help if it's in your budget to do so. In order to have it all, you do not have to do it all. Teach whatever your family does not know, teach them how to do it, all right? Teach them that helping out around the house is a way to take care of each other and the community within your own home. You can create a a chore chart, which I will include um, in the mommy management group. And this goes through, you know, who will do what chore on what day. Also, you can outsource help if this is something in your budget with grocery pickup and delivery, having a laundry service, a house cleaner, or a tutor for homework. Use your resources if you're able to. Or like I said, whatever your family doesn't know how to do, teach them. (laughs) They are teachable. These are life skills they need to know anyway. All right. The second thing that you can do to stop multitasking and start multiplying is to say no. Our time, energy, and resources are valuable. We want to make sure that we are getting a return on our investment. That's not just money. That's your time too. You wanna be sure you're getting an investment on where you're spending your time. Every yes that you give is saying no to something, right? Every yes that you give is saying no to something. Is that yes worth what you're having to say no to? So here are some tips. If the task that you are asked to do brings a sense of overwhelm or overstimulation, say no. If the task causes you to not do something that you had planned already for yourself, say no. If the task can be done at a later time, say no for that moment and follow up with when you will be able to do it. And last, if the task can be done by somebody else, say no, sis. <laughs> no is a full sentence. All right, the third thing that you can do to stop multitasking and start multiplying is is to manage the small things well. Focus on mastering a few things well. Emphasis on well, the quality of how it's being done. The more things that you have to manage, the more responsibility. You have to ask yourself, are you prepared for more responsibility? Managing the small things helps you build the character, stability, and systems that you need to handle larger things. It's better to correct mistakes in the small stage than in the bigger stage. Don't compare the amount that you have to manage to anybody else. God gave you the amount that you are able to handle. Now manage and multiply that in your current season. And the last thing that you can do to stop multitasking and start multiplying is to focus. (laughs) I think that's so hard for our generation with social media, with our cell phones, with TV, with everything. It's so hard for us to focus and it's really making life seem overwhelming, right? Focus helps you to be able to see clearly um, and focus uh, means that you are no longer mindlessly doing a bunch of things at the same time for the sake of just getting them done, you are zeroed in on a task, making sure that it is complete in a way that is of quality and has a return on the effort being put out. Focus unlocks intentionality. And that's that's anything that we do. Only we can be intentional and make the choice of how we're going to show up for it. So again, I ask in reflection, are you multitasking or multiplying? All right. Thank you so much for tuning in with me today. I pray that this episode was helpful. Um, If you're not, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast on whatever platform you listen to and our YouTube channel. Um, If you have been enjoying the show, be sure to rate, share, leave a review. And I also hope to see you at the Mommy Masterclass being held. That link will be in the show notes to sign up. Remember, spots are limited. All right. I'll see you all next week. Bye.